0: Hi, this is Anders, aka Gavkar, uh, the creative director from Coilworks, developers of Super Cloud Built, and you're listening to the Party Chat podcast. Xbox On.
1: Game On, baby! Wow! To do this. Hello and welcome to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. It's the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit and this is episode number 63. Now this week joining me is everyone's favourite uncle. It's Uncle Jesse. Can you hear that? You probably can't hear that because it's so silent. I have an Xbox
2: fidget spinner, and I'm very happy. I'm an adult with a fidget spinner. I should not have fidget spinners as an adult. <laughs> That's How I'm opening today.
1: To I may have a fidget a spinner within unsarmed reach. <laughs> <laughs>
3: am I the only one here without a fidget
1: spinner? And a lord and savory snack is delicious cheese.
3: Yeah, this is the sound of me spinning the non-existent spinner. Now I feel really left out. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say spinning your hand uh,
2: up a finger. <laughs> Guess which finger Well, I, I
3: no, I've never actually even seen a fidget spinner in real life. You've never I'll, seen a real I'll fidget, fidget one spinner? over your way. No. Why would I be hanging out with kids
1: with fidget spinners? We have cats. Jesse and I have cats.
3: Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense actually.
2: I, I have not only two very badass fidget spinners, but I have three additional badass fidget spinners, a Mario fidget spinner, a Sonic fidget spinner, two Xbox fidget spinners, and an Uncle Jesse fidget spinner. I'm in fidget spinner. You got your
0: own fidget
3: spinner? Yeah, man. You just say that like it's a thing. Like, of course I do, (laughs)
2: man. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> right, well, before we get started with the usual episode, you may have heard him in the intro, but later on we have an interview with Gathgar, who is Creative Director at Coilworks, who are developers of Super Built. so we're rolling forward to interviewing him later on but i have a thank you to quite a lot of listeners here because last friday i did a charity stream and a lot of the people haven't listened to this podcast tuned in and um, it was all done it was called united oh i can't remember what it was called gamers, Lord. <laughs> gamers united <laughs> dementia and um we actually are re- currently right now are sitting at a thousand and ninety pounds so thank you Everyone who took part and screamed, everyone who came along and hung out in the chat—it was an amazing night. And we raised lots of money for charity, so I—I I want to personally thank each and every single one of you. Plus, Reese broke his Rainbow Six Siege cherry, so we'll start Achoo. with you. We we usually talk what we're t- what we've been playing this week. So, Reese, what have you been playing?
3: Well, I I played Rainbow Six Siege on the stream with you and Clay and Canada Guy. Is that is that his Reddit name? It's Canada Guy, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, one of the listeners and podcast podcasters, one of the listeners and redditors. Uh, that was fun. Uh, I pointed my gun at people and pulled the trigger, and they fell over. And then I threw like a bucket of red paint all over the wall behind them. It was great. Good game. I c- I could really see what you uh what you're seeing. It's basically like CS:GO but with a bit of a hero shooter vibe. It really is just like a modernized CSGO. And that's, that's a good thing. It does have that. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I played a little bit of the Turbo Tunnel, just long enough to humiliate Ross. And <laughs> um, that's Battletoads, by the way. Oh, I tried Runbow just briefly. Oh, and how Runbow, is that? It's... I don't want to swear on a podcast. It's It's all right. I think the problem is I tried it on my own. And I was like, whoa, hooray. You know, like games like this really need a big group of people.
1: Okay. Is it local or online or?
3: It's, both. it's both. both. It has a really good art style. Uh, it's quite funny. For example, when you go to the settings, there's an option for fun and you can change it through all these things like a hundred percent overdrive, kawaii, ridiculous, ludicrous fun, like. There's even a couple of achievements for turning to the random options on and off. Uh, So the devs definitely Hmm. are firmly tongue-planted in cheek. That's basically
1: it, yeah. Clay, what about you? What have you been playing this week?
2: Yeah, aside from us streaming together, which was a whole lot of fun. by the way, boys, we need to do that a little bit more often. Um, I agree. I was was playing Siege, but... I, I've, I've put down the, the siege, siege controller and I have picked back up my Nintendo Switch and have been playing a whole lot of Zelda again, getting back into that. How, how far and, into it are you? Uh, I'm still wandering all over the place. I have not even encountered my first divine beast yet. I'm like <laughs> side quest crazy at the moment, <laughs> exploring lots of unexplored territories. I just keep pushing further and further. The, what I was playing on yesterday was the, I don't know, it was like a, a fire mountain volcano thing where I kept needing to, I uh, can't remember what it was that I was eating, some kind of plant to try and stay cool while I'm. Well,
3: that's what uh, you're doing. You can also like that. run around and like jump into the, the water. Because to, to, to you know, if you if you walk up far enough, you will physically catch on fire, and you have to like run <laughs> and jump into the water to extinguish yourself. But if you if you pull out any any wooden weapons or. St- They'll catch a light. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 That's, and, that's exactly yeah, yeah. The, the the mechanics in this game are just insane. Yeah. The level you know of what's detail even better? That they work into. It. If you pull out a raw steak or a raw fish or whatever and drop it on the ground, no, it'll cook. It'll catch it'll fire, cook. and then you can pick it up and right, it's I'm, I'm trying that. All right, I'm trying that. That's so awesome. Yeah, you, can, you can cook up there without a without a fire because you know everything is fire basically oh, ross what are
2: you about? Well, i
1: well i, I want to talk about something again it was something we played on stream but karina and i had a little bit of a challenge and we were doing unlimited <laughs> turbo tunnel from battle toads on rare replay And just to add to the pressure, we had Craig Duncan, Studiohead, watching the stream and and Emma as well.
3: (laughs) Craig Craig was actually been really nice. You're offering really good consideration. Like, not consolation. That's the word. I mean, I was in the chat talking absolute filth.
1: Yeah, you were proper smack talking to us. (laughs) Now, obviously I won. You know, the, the challenge we'd one hour, well, we'd 45 minutes, sorry. And the idea was it's When you die in the turbo tunnel, it just resets and you, you go again and it's whoever can survive the longest. And I think I won with a minute and seven. (laughs) That was a long time. It was a
3: minute and seven. And and her her time was like a minute and five.
1: Yeah. It was quite close. It was quite nerve wracking towards the end, but I tell you what, that, that is. Brilliant. It was so much fun and it just makes me want to pick up Rare Replay and do some of these challenges again because it's quite good to challenge yourself and and see the leaderboards and get up there. And It's frustrating. It's very, very hard and it's frustrating dying all the time but there's something about these games of yesteryear that draw me back in and just make me want to keep on trying to beat my own time. So Kick your ass ha- at your own time. <laughs> so just to point out, Reese <laughs> did beat both of our times after the stream was ended. Quite handily. But yeah. but See, yeah.
3: Wh- what happened was it was 3.45am uh, when at my time when the stream ended, and I thought, no, I have to humiliate Ross because I've been playing this game as a kid. And on my third try, I... Uh, I I, Basically, I doubled their time. And I I posted it and went to Twitter, like, you know, smack talk, like, you know, peace out, mic drop, I'm done. I went to bed. I woke up and I saw that there was a tweet maybe one hour uh, after I had woken up. It was only a short nap, basically, because I had to stream. And it turns out Karina had beaten that time that I set, but she had been awake all night for like four hours straight, working, before she made this tweet.
1: So yeah, when we were off stream, we were off playing different games, and she just sat up all night trying to beat the time, like constantly. (laughs) I think think she might be obsessed now, although the Destiny 2 beta started today, so no doubt she's moved on. That's why she's not here this week. (laughs) Yeah, basically she's playing Destiny, or working, one of the two. But... Again, thank you, Evan, it came onto the stream. That was a lot of fun. And I suppose we should find out what's been happening in the subreddit this week. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. So first up <clears> is <throat> K Kenny, who talks about Microsoft Penalty System needing updating for the digital age there has been a lot of topics in the subreddit this week about xbox live suspension and some people have been venting the frustration online so what i want to know from you guys do you guys believe that the people who are banned should lose access to the digital games library and what could microsoft do better in this situation
2: i don't talk a lot of trash online other than with my close friends. I don't send rude messages to people, so I I don't know. I'm not in the particular group that is ever worried about getting banned, so I'm not really overly concerned about this. Uh, I, I do see where people's frustrations might lie if they're investing money in lots of digital content that they might not be able to retain if their account is banned. Uh, I don't know. It's it, to me. It's sort of. A, it's it, this is Microsoft's platform. Obviously, I'd, I'd want them to better listen to the audience there and allow us to keep that, even if it was, even if we were banned. My my point is, most of the games that I play, I play solely online. I rarely, not rarely. I mean, I I I, uh, I guess I do rarely play a lot of single player games. I guess my point is, if I'm banned from Xbox Live, how am I going to enjoy the games that I typically play? Battlefield, Rainbow Six Siege. I'm not (laughs) – if I was banned, I wouldn't be able to play the damn game anyway, so – I don't know. Maybe, maybe don't be such a dick online, and
3: <laughs> you don't have to worry. <laughs> Words about to it. live by. In, in a way, I'm, I'm the same. I've never had any, you know, suspensions or anything like that. World of Warcraft back in the day, yes, many, but that was a younger me in a different time. But on Xbox Live, I've never been in trouble for being a naughty boy. And I think absolutely that you should never lose access to your purchases. I, d- I don't think that's smart because that basically means. You know, Microsoft is really going to uh, annoy people who have spent a lot of money, even even if they are being a dick. You should still have the game that you own, you know. So, but I think if you get banned, then you should not be able to play online. That's it, or you know, talk online or whatever kind of ban they issue. But I still think so a lot of people were really angry with the fact that okay, I'm banned, so I still have access to the digital games on my console, but. All the games that I own that I haven't downloaded, I cannot re-download. And I think that they should still let them re-download the games that they have paid for. I mean, they can't play the online games, obviously, and, you know, that's your fault for being a dick. But I still think they should be able to re-download their single-player games.
1: Yeah, I have been banned.
3: Really? What for?
1: Right, so that's the story. Days gone past, I used to review games. And one game, it's nothing to do with me being offensive towards anyone else online really but i got a game draw a stick man
2: okay. um, to review
1: and to for i was doing a video review so for ease of use i decided to record some short video clips which i can download and piece together now what happens when a grown man is given an opportunity to create a character in a game?
3: dick, dick butts everywhere
1: yeah basically (laughs) and I I was going all round saying Xbox record that Xbox record that for Mr. Penis on his adventure (laughs) and um, someone must have reported one of my videos (laughs) so I got a 24 hour communication ban that's all I got to be fair I wasn't banned from playing online or anything else but uh, I did Panic a little bit thinking, have I been banned? Have I lost my library? But yeah, no, I agree. I, I feel as if if you make purchases, they should be your purchases relevantly forever. And I agree with you that you shouldn't be able to put online if you are being offensive to people online. But also, you know, Xbox has been around for a long, long time and some people are young and stupid and haven't quite matured yet and to lose their digital purchases that they can no longer pay for life I think that's a bit unfair because when they are mature enough it's a shame that they no longer have these games to play with so I think that this should be a policy that is reviewed but kudos to the major who did show up and force to show his commitment to the community and, and help deliver all the messages and all the comments to the teams.
3: I actually think that a cool workaround would be, do you remember on the 360? You could choose if you were a pro gamer, a casual gamer or a trash talker. Like, I actually think if that was like groups of matchmaking, you could, where you could right. select, you know, like, I want to go with the trash talkers. That means part of that. Yeah, yeah, that means people who like to swear will be playing with me and, you know, you can't report them for swearing. And if you're a kid, you know, you play in the family-friendly section and anyone who's caught, you know, posting dick butts in the family-friendly section obviously gets banned, right? Right. I mean, it's not as easy as I'm making it sound, but I think that could be a, a pretty cool workaround. That
2: would be a very cool workaround. I do love the fact, though, that, again, one of the reasons why this community is amazing is... You can come on here and vent your frustrations, and there are folks actively within the Microsoft organization that are reviewing the, that feedback and hopefully yeah, but, taking but, action on it based guys,
3: on stop, our voice. Please, I think I deleted 20 posts today. Alone, like just relax, guys. Seriously, it's okay. <laughs> People are you know looking. Like you know
2: Reese, give, give, give it a few weeks. Give it a few weeks, and it'll be the top post again in a few weeks. Yeah, wait. Because it's just it's, it's just a, a never ending cycle <laughs> until it's addressed.
1: Right? Any robots hitting the news this week?
2: Ashababa eight sixty one. Asha, Baba 861. Asha uh eight sixty one uh, posted S-tab. the type. Tit- Titanfall 2 is getting a four-player co-op mode, and it's basically like a horde mode added to Titanfall 2, and it looks pretty cool. I love me some Titanfall 2. do I play it enough? No did I just trade it in? Yes I did am I waiting for it to come back to EA access So uh I, as soon as this came out I was like, man I can't wait to ah oh, crap I don't have this game anymore <laughs> so uh, but it looks it looks really really cool actually so I'm uh I, I'm fairly impressed again with the level of DLC content that they just keep pumping out for this game
3: especially considering it's not uh not as popular as the last one was. is it not? I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, like, well, then again, it's on multiple systems.
1: Yeah, so you'd imagine it's It just doesn't have the hype that the last one has. Uh, That doesn't really translate to sales, though. But it's because there's been, like, five games that have copied its mechanics since then. Yeah, every
3: single Call of Duty since then has basically copied everything from that, except for the newest one coming out soon. Well, I
1: can't wait for this. I can't wait for Titanfall 2 to come to EA Access. I love a horde mode. So, like, this to me, the trailer looked great. It pulled me back in. It made me think, over Battlefield 1, I think this is what I'm going to go for first. Uh, I I really cannot wait to get involved in this and and play some co-op.
3: Ross, Splatoon 2 has has a horde mode now.
1: Yeah, no one cares. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Reese, next story.
3: Me? All right. So... This one is actually kind of related to me, I suppose, being the moderator and all. But we have a record broken. I don't know why I'm rolling my R's, but I am. The user Camplem, yes, Camplem, posted about last week's net neutrality posts. I'm just going to gloss over this quickly. Basically, we have all new record high voted post on the subreddit. The old record was 25.7 thousand. Did you guys uh, see the thread?
1: Yeah, how could you miss it? It was in the front of the front page, the (laughs) top Top of of the page.
3: uh, Yeah, the the old record was 25.7 thousand. Very, very impressive. The new record is 59.9 thousand. Wow.
1: Net neutrality, I don't really get. Being in Britain, I to say, you know it ramifications, but it's meaningless.
3: Ross and I have the benefit of coming from countries where uh the internet is actually uh protected. Uh in fact I come from a country where high speed internet access is actually a legal human right. So yeah, but that doesn't mean that we don't believe everyone should have uh, a free and open internet so Go you Americans! You know, get you some free internet. Dad, shit, rally against give me your, your money Comcast right now! Give me your money oh, for oh. your internets. <laughs> I didn't know you worked for Comcast. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, if, if anyone is interested in learning more about net neutrality, we're not going to talk about it because it's a very hot button subject, and everyone else can say way more than us. We just like talking about games. But head over to something like www.battlefortheinternet.com and a whole bunch of other websites uh, that, that will teach you about net neutrality but I just wanted to talk about the fact that we have a an all new highest recorded post which is just crazy Crazy
1: yes. Well I think this would be a really good point to cut to our interview so I'll pass you over to Reese. Yeah Xbox Snap this week's interview
3: all right, everybody, welcome back to this week's interview. Today we have a very cool guest. We have a one Anders Davalius, a.k.a. Gafgar, who is the creative director at Coilworks. And Coilworks are the developers of a upcoming game for Xbox One, PS4, and Steam called Super Cloud Built, which is a speed-running platformer shooter hybrid stylized thing. And it's coming out... Uh, on Xbox One next week. So Gafgar, welcome to the pod. Thank you. <laughs> Obviously, it's great to have you. Uh, how about you just start off easy and tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and and you know what it is that you do at Coilworks.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, like you said, I, my name is Anders Tavalyus, and I go by the name Gafgar. And as we're a very small team here at Coilworks, uh, everybody does a lot of things. So. Even though my title is creative director and programmer, I do a lot more and that goes for everybody in the team. So on Super Tower I've been yeah, doing a lot of things. Can you tell us a little bit about how you guys all came together and how did, how did you guys get started there at Coilworks? It's a very long story, but I can take the short one. And that's simple <laughs> that we are <laughs> friends in university and like we were all very passionate about making games and love a lot of things of like about making games and we realized if we join a big company we might only do a few things at a time so we re- we also realized that then we need to go indie and so we banded together decided to make games and ended up also doing our own engine and such so we really everything engine. yeah
3: <laughs> oh i didn't know that that wasn't on uh, any of the information that i was checking on that's pretty cool we uh we definitely have to ask you about that but <laughs> how many how many people are working at um,
0: so we are about uh six or seven people it's like been changed a little bit over the years but uh, not right now we are seven people and the two programmers uh one level designer and the rest are artists
1: Yep, so your new game super cloud bill is coming out for current generation consoles and, of course, Steam next week. So, congratulations. But Thank why yeah. uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about the game in your own words for those who may be unfamiliar, like its general premise and how it works.
0: Okay, yeah. So, you take the role of Demi, a young soldier who wakes up in a strange world, floating about the clouds. And as Demi fights her way through the uh, ruins, she learns to figure out like her new abilities and also learn what the world is, how to piece together her future, so to speak. It's, no spoilers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I usually don't talk much about the story because I want to leave that up to the game itself and people's interpretation. Uh, so, for gameplay-wise, we call it Action Rocket Parkour, and it's rocket very parkour. skilled. And,
3: yeah. That's awesome. I was struggling at the beginning to think something to call the game. Rocket Parkour. That's great. <laughs>
0: glad you like it so it's it's a very skill focused game and like we we want people to be able to express their creativity as well so it's a lot about finding your own style and your own path you mentioned speed before but you can also like focus more on creative paths and like avoiding obstacles and so on and like the jetpacks really opens that up for you and you can really how you use it is up to you and you can combine all the abilities freely and use that to yeah, be creative uh, in the levels we give you. And it gets, of course, harder and harder, but there's always more than one choice, like one option. And uh, it's up to you to find it, and sometimes it might be very obscure. That sounds
2: very cool. I mean, I actually uh, was sitting down and watching a few of the trailers that I saw online, and was, they just thought it was pretty, pretty cool the... The um, uh, the functionality that you guys have built in with the with the rocket parkour that is an excellent way to describe
3: <laughs> what I was watching. you, just, you, <laughs> you could see the <laughs> smile on my face when you said
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I understand that uh, Super Cloud Built is actually a remake or remaster of an older game called Cloud Built, which uh, I believe you guys put out back on Steam in 2014. So what makes this edition super? <laughs>
0: Uh, well, I would say pretty much everything. So, like you said, it's been out for a few years, the original, and uh, after being supporting it and such for over a year, there, we had seen a lot of things that we thought we could work more on. And when giving the opportunity, we went back and like reevaluated, reevaluated everything, and that led to changes in like the fundamental things, like the player mechanics and everything, but also going back to every level and re them and changing them as well. And even bigger things like the whole progression system in the game, it has been reworked. Like instead of level select, you now have a hub world that actually expands and changes as you play and so on. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much everything. And the one big thing as well is that we separated what was in the old one, a ranked mode and like story mode at the same time into separate modes. So you don't have to worry about rankings and such. And uh, when, when you're playing for story, and you can focus on just exploring the world and the narrative and such,
3: that's actually really cool. I, I actually want to know because I don't think we've ever had anybody on the podcast who did a, a remaster before. Have we had anyone on the podcast, boys, who's done a remaster? Don't I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think so. So y- this is a first for us, and I, I want to know, like, how do you decide when you go when when like you've built your game and you know you, you pour your heart and soul into it, and then sort of take a look at it. And think, you know what? No, like this can be better. And like, how do you decide what to cut, what what to improve when, when you make like a super edition? Like, it's gonna be hard, right, to cut up your baby and and make it better.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's actually surprisingly easy for most. Like, if the more you see a game, the more. You think you can change things as well, and like you always get new ideas. So when the game been in idle or so to speak after release for some time, I think most developers have a big laundry list of oh I can do this, and what if this was like that, and so on. So it's more about limiting yourself to like st- still stay true to what the original was, and so on. Uh, and for us, it's been a lot of fun to do this, uh, and also a lot of pressure because we have some great fans for the <laughs> old game and we want to of course uh, stay true to that and like give them what they want while still opening up the game and like doing everything we want and we think that new players would like as well
3: the That's... game itself sounds like a sequel when you described everything right. that you had done so it yeah it...
0: I, yeah, actually, we usually say it's the closest you can get to being a sequel without being a sequel. So <laughs> <laughs> one thing I was going to say is when I was watching all the trailers
2: is uh, that sort of immediately took uh, caught my eye was the Cell shaded art style. It, it sort of has like a washed out watercolor Borderlands vibe to it. I was going to ask you guys, how did you come up with that particular art style? And uh, was there... Uh you know did you choose to enhance any particular gameplay features because of that?
0: Yeah so the style wasn't set in stone at the start actually we were going for a whole other style but after a while we revisited and figured that if we go with a more like stylized style we can also push the gameplay to more extreme and focus on just making it fun instead of like if you have a human in realistic art style making um I don't know, <laughs> uh, hundred meter drop and don't take any damage for some reason. <laughs> it, it's it might feel more strange, but if we go with a cartoony art style or something, we can let loose and do everything we want. And we wanted to explore and like let loose a bit, and uh, resulted in this art style. And it's been iteration, like over time, changing and improving. So it's not something that has just born overnight.
1: Now you were weeding into that there. You can sort of change art styles, I believe. Or the ability to change art style—that's a pretty unique
0: feature. What's
1: your favorite art
0: style? That feature actually came about from uh, both an accident and like that's something we've been thinking about for a long time. But the because of the hatching you see in the game in the default art style, it can have bad effects on VD compression from our our experience because of all the high like high contrast noise and such in the image. So if we're thinking. Is that something we can do, but we still want to use that art style. So, and by accident, we saw one of the debug renders of the game and without hatching and we re- re- realized that looks awesome and we want more to see it and it could help this like compression stuff. So we were exploring that more and found even more styles we thought was interesting and just combine that and wants to give the option to the player to experience it like they want. Now, of course,
1: we've mentioned it earlier, but this is coming out on three systems at once. Did you face any particular challenges developing for all three systems at the same time?
0: Uh, Well, there's always uh, something that gets more complicated, and for us, it was probably the style, actually, well, the materials and shaders that got a lot more difficult to manage when you want to to fit all platforms and such. Uh, but it was not that much problems actually the other thing was probably performance, like optimising more and like adding more loads and so on <laughs> but yeah it it wasn't that uh many difficulties really from the multi platform thing oh that's
3: that's good to hear. I want to ask you this game, as far as I can see, like you're talking about there's like exploration and story, and that's all cool and well and good and stuff. But as far as I can tell, this game is about going fast. That's what I'm interested in. So, what I want to know is, what is your favorite Sonic game, and when can we expect Sonic DLC?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow? No, I I have no idea. Actually, when I was a kid, I didn't have a Sega consoles. So, like, the first console I really had was an N64. So, my biggest experience with Sonic has been as friends places, so yeah, playing as Tails, of course. Uh, but my favorite Sonic would probably be Sonic 3, but I haven't... My man! Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're okay now. It's
3: okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know,
0: then, then I should you. mention also that actually the color blue Careful. for me means Mega Man. <laughs> <So>.
3: Oh, well, <laughs> I do like uh-huh. Mega Man, so I'll let it slide you. I'll let it slide. But you know, jokes aside, uh, I want to know what is it like designing a game like built for speed. You know, like you can even if it's not the primary focus, you can go so blisteringly fast that you can almost not see what's happening. Like, how did you guys like? How long did it take you to perfect these perfect runs? Like, how do you figure out the where someone is going to look or jump when they're moving at like 300 miles a second?
0: it's actually a long process and it also ties back into what i was talking about before with creativity and like many styles because we build levels for many styles at the same time and because of that it opens up uh for a lot of different paths and it's hard to like really test every path and that's the beauty of it for us to, to give these opportunities and uh, let the players explore them. So if we actually have the quickest path figured out at like release ourselves, like I don't think so, but we have really fun and good and, and fast paths in mind. And we're happy if uh, players explore and find new ones that uh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> so uh, along those, along those lines of exploring
2: and trying, I have a feeling I. I will be trying to find new paths, is, Uh The game makes no difficulty of it being, uh, or makes no makes no secret of it being uh, highly difficult. How do you guys walk the line between that satisfyingly difficult level and me wanting to throw my controller at the
0: wall? <laughs> lot of difficulty. <laughs> can we install like wall padding for the controllers? No, no. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no. I need like the Nintendo Wii
2: wristband, maybe. That's what I. Mean.
3: I, I always <laughs> wonder <laughs> how, like, if they have like a special padded room when they uh, <laughs> or start play testing for Dark Souls.
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> the balance go, ties back into the different styles I talked about before. Like, going fast is not something you do. Like everybody do from the start, it's something you earn and something you do more and more as the more you play. And uh, like those different styles and routes, and also different choice with different levels. So if something is too hard, you can choose another level. And those choices really helps to balance the difficulty a lot. And on top of that, in Super cloud we also have power-ups that you can earn and use on like if something is really too hard, you can activate some temporary power-ups and help you to get through them and uh, one more thing that's actually that's probably the ultimately what we need to do is teach the game better and that's the biggest challenge for us like teaching the game properly to the player and doing that is often in ways like we don't want to say how to play so we give you optional challenges so that you can tackle and make yourself learn the game more and that is how you earn the power-ups and such that's a great way to learn this type of game (laughs) (laughs) we hope so (laughs) now who is
1: the fastest in your team
0: Uh, i would think maybe me but it's either me or the (laughs) level designer (laughs) but (laughs) it's we haven't really competed uh in a while so i'm not sure (laughs) as i'm speaking now so I, i can say me so, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> good choice. It's a very good choice.
1: <laughs> now, have any YouTubers or players surprised you guys with creative new runs or actually beaten the developers?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have an awesome community from the, the, like, players from the old game, and they have all impressed us. Like, they have, <laughs> the path they come up with and the, the techniques and tricks they do is, um, almost crazy. <laughs> We're impressed and uh, really happy to see it all, all the time. Like I'm watching what they do as much as I can. And it's always a pure joy.
3: So actually, because if you couldn't tell by how excited I was uh, sounding earlier about going fast, I am a big fan of the speedrunning community. And I want to know if you are too. I mean, I'm assuming you are because you built a game that's like, you know, ripe for it. But uh,
0: uh, are you into the speedrunning community at all? I'm a big fan of it as well, but I don't have that much time really, so I, I, like, it's hard for me to really get into it. Like, I've been watching a lot of speedruns when I can. For, mm-hmm. probably the one I've been watching the most is Swordless Link, if you know who that is. Yes. He does a lot of cellular runs, and mm-hmm. that's part of our, like, when it comes to speedrunning and making the game for speedrunning, I've taken mostly inspiration from watching videos and see what speedrunners seems to be frustrated at when they're playing. So things like being able to skip every cutscene and such and removing RNG and also uh, making sure that there is it's interesting things to do from the start, not a sluggish long opening and such. Things that we've been really focusing on because of we want to be a speedrun friendly game. But that said, we're not focusing too much on speedrunning because ultimately it needs to be a Fun and good game for everyone. So, Gafgar, what's, what's next for Coilworks? We have a lot of things we want to do and like a lot of ideas to different projects, mm-hmm. but well, and also we, we loved working with Double Eleven and such, but what we're doing next is, um, I, <laughs> we'll have to see, but there's a lot of things. Summer holiday. Yeah. There's a lot of things. So, yes, uh, if you stay in tune, you will, you will know. Now,
1: Gafgar, you've had it. Pretty easy so far on this interview. You know, we we do have to hit some really, really tough questions, and I've left the toughest for last. And that is a question we ask all of our guests, and that is, what classic video game character could you knock out with one punch?
0: Could, like... (laughs) Could, Um. Well, Just I point have... out,
1: if Reese was a video game character, everyone would pick him, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't yeah.
0: deny that. Well, it it needs to be someone you want to punch as well, uh, and that's quite difficult, but. Well, not necessarily and...
3: want to, but definitely <laughs> could.
0: I feel bad for punching Navi, but that's one of the... <laughs> <laughs> You would? I would.
3: <laughs> Hello? Shut up!
0: <laughs> Does Patches count as a classic character? Yeah. From Dark Souls? Ah. <laughs> uh
3: maybe it's your
0: interpretation of classic yeah, so i'll accept
3: that so patches is your answer
0: yeah that's probably a character i wouldn't feel bad for punching so okay well
3: okay that's, 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 i don't think we've ever had anyone brave enough to say a dark souls character before <laughs> uh,
0: he, he seems like a very cheap character like he, he's not he ever always has tricking you never real fighting so i, I should be fine <laughs> <laughs> should be but it's dark souls
3: you never know yeah um now, b- before we let you go, you will be joining us on the subreddit next week for an AMA and with some, some goodies and giveaways. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. looking forward oh. to it. <laughs> good. Good. I, I, I'm sure everybody will be looking forward to it. It's on the 28th. I don't remember the exact time, but I believe it's uh, around 9 PM British time. I can't remember. I will uh, have my people, namely Ross, include that in this <laughs> week's discussion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was. So, thanks so much for, for joining us tonight. It was, it was really cool to talk about your game. I'm looking forward to playing it next week. Thanks for having me. No, no, any, anytime. And uh, g- good luck with your, with your launch. And uh, yeah, th- thanks, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. So thank you, Gafgar, for joining us for this week's interview. Of course, Super Cloud Belt releases on Xbox One next week. But Reese, what is our final story of the podcast this week?
3: Certainly. User Vsully360 posted that he earned 40,000 gamer score in 24 hours yesterday, which is absolutely insane. Basically, the fact that you can get this many achievements in a day is just – is nuts, right, guys? That's
2: insane. That's insane. It was a full – he posted a breakdown of every game that he played and how long it took him and what score he got from each of the games. And it was literally – I think he got to 40,000 within – I think he said like 10 minutes left of the 24-hour the time period. It was Well, I mean, some ridiculous. games. Just absolutely just- ridiculous. He, he did it just to see if it could – be done not necessarily for uh the most challenging a lot of them were those those really simple hey what was it like the nba 2k17 yeah. there's like a free game that you can basically ones. knock out a thousand gamer store and our gamer score in what like 15 minutes less than 15 minutes
3: yeah are achievements like pointless now like uh, do you feel that they've been so devalued that they're not so important as they um, used to be some don't people are asking that, I don't that question. Think That's not
2: my opinion, by the way. Yeah. I, I I don't think achievements are pointless. I'm wondering if my achievement score is becoming pointless. <laughs> um, But I, I do still love achievements, getting achievement notifications. I love more than anything now the new rare achievement notification oh, so good. that we'll get. when <laughs> It's like it's perfect the, the just the the gratification that you get from that is just perfect absolutely perfect um so i love earning achievements i just don't care as much about getting the highest achievement score each month compared to all my friends online or having the wait, highest wait, score in total. stop
3: stop stop this is important yeah. which of us has the highest gaming score Oh, that I don't oh, like no. 50, 50, 50, um, Open up your Xbox app on your phone right now. I, I'm open. I'm open. Yeah, I'm opening I'm, it. I'm open it. This is important, guys. So, yeah, my gamer score is one hundred and twelve thousand eight hundred and sixteen. I said that slowly, not for dramatic effect, but because I was having a real. Time reading that number. Yeah, and mine is
1: 112,817. I'll piss off. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine's is 53,901. Okay, and what
3: what's yours, Clay?
2: 38,396.
1: You scrub. No, no <laughs> cheapo games there. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't, I'm not an active achievement hunter. But, but neither it, am I. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not, but I stopped playing Fallout 4 because I installed a couple of mods to try them out and played them. And I accidentally lost my original save file. Oh, no. And because I had the mods on, I couldn't unlock achievements. And I actually oh. stopped playing the game. Oh, because I was that annoyed that I couldn't unlock a few achievements, so obviously gamer score and achievements mean more to me than what I believe. But I would say, like I've got Rocket League achievements I haven't unlocked.
3: Oh, that's surprising like, because I, I'm not seeking them. That is very it's like surprising, wearing a, actually. Wearing
1: a hat in a certain arena, and I just don't. Use it. No,
3: I want to know why I have such a, a higher number. Maybe my tenure is much longer than yours. My my gamer score, my gamertag's is ten years old. Well, the problem is the last two years
2: I've only been playing
3: Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: But you know, uh, I've only earned six hundred and forty out of the thousand, out of the two thousand achievements for that game. To
3: sort of touch on what Ross said, you know, achievements really do sort of strike a chord. Like when I play Nintendo games, I love them. But somehow they feel a little bit like they're missing something. And I mean, if I yeah. if I got the choice to buy a game on the Nintendo and on the Xbox, I'll almost always pick the Xbox, not just because it's better, like better graphics or whatever, but
2: oh, for it's got sure. achievements. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. It, it, there is still something about having those there. And there are for sure certain games I can remember spending a stupid amount of time trying to get certain achievements like Crackdown getting all of the agility orbs
3: oh no. no you're going to give me PTSD uh, yeah.
1: so I've looked and I've only got a thousand gamer score or more on three games oh. and one of those is NBA 2K17 the prelude so <laughs> that says quite a lot about me how do you check um, but that? One, yeah, you can check it under the achievements tab on your cell but I've also got 1250 on Far Cry 4 And because of the DLC, I'm assuming that is. And I've also Mm -hmm. got 1,500 on Assassin's Creed Black Flag.
3: Black Flag. That's a good game to have full achievements on.
1: How do I took a long time? How do I? Yeah. Is there any particular one achievement that you're really proud of?
3: Hmm. I know I've got one achievement that almost nobody has, and that's for beating. Duke Nukem forever on the hardest difficulty. Yeah, because no one played that game. Yeah, and that was also yeah. part of balls. <laughs> balls of steel. Clear, what
1: you?
2: Probably my dance central to what? No, I'm just joking. Um, uh, I would probably say uh, it would probably
1: go back to that agility orb. Uh, my favorite achievement, I think, out of everybody. Um, or, or all the ones that I've got is 10 day roll for 200 gamer score. And that is that you, I played Roblox on Xbox for 10 consecutive days in a row. And I'm starting to think that might not have been me. and may have been my kid.
3: Okay. Well, probably that's definitely a rare
1: one. It's definitely a rare one. 7%.
3: All my rarest achievements are actually those zero, uh, zero gamer score achievements that you get from apps like i got like my most rare apps i think come from the OneDrive app from looking at my photos on a slideshow (laughs) that's sad right Right. so anyway
1: yeah i think we've got a rare achievement and actually managed to complete this podcast but guys thank you for joining me but for another week xbox turn off turn off
2: you're listening to xbox one party
1: chat podcast The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this.